Hey there, I'm Mandy Miles, and I want you to stop believing you're stuck and start taking control. See, what I've learned is there's power in taking radical responsibility for your life. I'm here to share the concepts, tools, and tough truths that will help you shift your mindset and challenge your excuses. The change you want is in your hands, and it all starts when you decide. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here today. Is anyone else consumed by all of the things that are happening with school right now? Is that just me? I I do admit I'm I am a volunteer mom. I try to help out and and do things and be involved when I can. Um but man, this time of year is crazy, right? I've had to, I've, I've decorated a door, planning the holiday party, getting supplies. Then you got to do the teacher gifts. And then now it's spirit week, which we forgot the first day, but we got to dress for the themes and, and all the things. And I love it. And it's fun. And also, uh, it's a lot to remember. <laughs> so I am, uh, I'm not, I'm not overwhelmed. I'm okay, but there's a lot of busyness. There is a lot of busyness this time of year. I don't know why I'm talking about it. It's December. This is what it is, right? This is it's not anything different other than the fact that we're also renovating a bathroom. Um and by we, I do very much mean my husband. Um I have done my part by picking the things out and <laughs> Uh, I clean up, I clean up the mess as often and as much as I can. So it's been a little bit crazy. We have people coming to town this weekend for the festivities. I'm really excited about, um, so a lot is happening even a little bit more so than our usual December craziness. So I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine guys. I'm not panicked. I'm actually not honestly. I just, I do feel that, that list of things to do, but I know that it's all for good and it will calm down just a bit after this week. So looking forward to all of the good stuff, all of the fun, all the excitement and Christmas break. (laughs) Looking forward to that as well. Anyway, I hope you are doing well. I hope the December rush and craziness and busyness is not too overwhelming for you. Um, I do love this time of year. It is my favorite, favorite time of year. For me, this is the most important holiday. And, you know, I do very much try to keep the focus on the reason that we are celebrating Christmas and it's easy to get caught up in all of the things and and get a little bit overwhelmed, which I admit I can do. But it is also about all of the joy and really, you know, the time of year where I feel most grateful and most reflective. And I love this season. I love Christmas. I do also, as I've talked about before, love the feeling of the coming new year and new 
I like change. So new start, fresh chapter. I said that backwards. Fresh start, new chapter. Yeah, maybe that's it. You know, all the cliche things that people say around this time of year. I do love it. And you know what else comes with those sentiments is resolutions. Let's talk about resolutions. First of all, we need to acknowledge that most people don't follow through on their resolutions. Now, I am so sorry. I don't mean to jump to the negative here uh, right off the bat, but let's talk about the reality of resolutions. Most people, the majority of us, do not keep them. We don't follow through. We get to the end of the year and we think, huh, I am still here or I didn't quite make it, or there's one more year of the same goal that I did not accomplish. So why is that? Why do we struggle to keep our resolutions? Why do we fail to follow through? Why do the majority of us, majority of us quit or give up on them within the first two to three months? Tops, by the way, two to three months at the most. Well, for a lot of us, it's the same reasons. It's that we did not take the time to really evaluate what it is that we're trying to accomplish. So we did not create a thoughtful resolution or a thoughtful goal. We, a lot of times people feel this pressure at the end of the year, like they got to come up with something, which is kind of funny. I mean, there's no resolution police. There's no one out here like checking up on you or making sure you (laughs) submit your resolution. But we, a lot of times we'll feel that pressure of, all right, I got to come up with something. I got to create a goal. I got to make a change. And so we kind of haphazardly throw out a resolution. And oftentimes it's broad. It's vague. It is way too generalized. It's last minute. And we fail to plan. We fail to create a system around how we're actually going to accomplish this. And we fail to really connect with the goal. If you resonate with that, let me ask you if this is your result. Do you wind up repeating the same resolutions year after year? Do you have the same goals? Do you find that you cannot follow through or you struggle to follow through with them? Do you find that you give up on them within the first two to three months as the majority of other resolution setters do? For a lot of us, the answer to those questions is yes. And it is for the reasons that I have named. So the question then is, how do you find success? How do you follow through? Maybe Maybe this resolution is something that you actually do really want. You want this change to occur. So how do you make it happen? I think part of it is just recognizing that the focus can't be on, here's my resolution. The focus has to be on, this is the change I want to create in my life. It's got to be on on, on real change, something that's sustainable instead of, Here's the resolution I came up with. So I'm going to share with you five questions that you need to ask about your resolution. So most of us at this time have some sort of an idea of 
either, you know, what we, what we did not accomplish this year that we want to, or what we want our resolution to be, where we want our improvement to show up in the new year. So as you're thinking about that, I want you to take these five questions and apply them to that goal, that resolution that you have in mind right now. Let's jump into them. So here's the first one. Is your resolution value-based? Let me explain what I mean by this. If you take your priorities, if you take your life and break it up into categories, so health, faith, work, family, relationships, uh, your home, finances, you know, if you were to take all of your main areas of life, your highest priorities, and put them into categories. Do you know how you would define success in each of those categories? So what are the values that you hold in each of those areas of life? This is important because a lot of times we will feel as though we're failing in an area, but we've never taken the time to actually define what success means to us personally within that area. So I can say, oh, I I just feel like I'm such a bad mom, but what do I believe makes a good mom? If I don't take the time to define that, to create the values that are important to me in that category of my life, then I don't actually have a metric by which to measure this. So if I'm going to break down each category, I need to define what my values are. And then when we're thinking about changes and improvements that we want to make, number one, it's going to fall within one of those categories. So you've got to look at that and determine if it aligns with the values that you have defined. Does it align with uh, what you have deemed success is in this category? Number two, Is your resolution identity-based? So this is going off of, of these values, okay? There is a ton of research around the success of goals and achieving goals when it is tied to our identity. I've spoken about this a lot in in terms of creating the version of ourselves that we want to be creating our best self. So how do we think about our goals? How do we think about our resolutions in terms of identity? Who do you want to be? So if you take something like, I want better health, what does that mean? If you were to describe the person, the best version of you in the uh, better health category, what does that look like? You know, I'm strong, I'm uh, fit, I'm at such and such weight, I have more energy, I don't have pain in my joints, whatever that is. But how do you create that around who you are? What's the version of you that's showing up? Again, that aligns with the values you've created. And how do we implement that resolution in terms of your identity? So who is this person? If you accomplish this resolution, when you achieve this, what does that mean? What does that make you? How are you showing up? You've got to connect it to 
the value that you hold, and the identity of the person you are trying to become. We get it wrong when we focus so much on the action instead of the person that that goal is making us. So instead of saying, I want to lose weight, think about what that means for you. I'm a mom who's active with my kids. If the goal is, I want to improve this relationship, then who does that make you as a wife? How do you show up as a wife? So there's this shift that's happening instead of focusing on the task as, you know, something on the list that you have to check off. Who is it making you? We've got to shift the focus to the identity that is being created in the person that this improvement is building. Number three, what is the feeling I'm seeking? Okay. So what is the feeling that you want when you think about this goal, you think about achieving this or following through on this resolution? What is the feeling that you are seeking? This is another area where I don't want to say we get it wrong, but we, we fail to recognize this. We think we want the goal. In reality, we're really craving the feeling that the goal is going to bring. Emotions drive us. Emotions drive our actions. So we have to name them. It's important to understand what it is, what is the feeling that we're seeking with this change? What will you feel if you lose the weight? What will you feel if you grow the business? What will you feel if you complete all of the projects in, in your home that have been on your list for the last five years? Oftentimes, I talked about this last week, a lot of times what we are seeking or what we want to feel is pride. We want to be proud of ourselves. So it's important to define what's the emotion. What is the driving force here? What do I want to feel? All right, number four, what is the story behind this struggle? This is important. Whether or not it is a new goal or one that you have had for several years. So this is especially going to show up if you are finding yourself with the same resolution that you've had for the last several years. You need to understand that you have a story around this issue, around this category. So you need to understand what it is that you have been believing about this or what it is that you do believe. If you think about your resolution and you think, okay, my resolution is to get healthy. What's the first thought that comes to mind? The first feeling that you feel when you think I need to get healthy. Is it, are your thoughts surrounding the fact that you haven't done it? Are you shaming yourself? Are you saying I still haven't accomplished this? I keep failing. It's too hard. I'm never going to get there. You know, what are the thoughts? 
if you have a goal or a resolution of improving a relationship, are your first thoughts about the other person, about how you want to improve this, but it's not going to matter. They're not going to participate. They're not going to show up in the way that you want them to. You can't control what they're going to do. So, you know, you've got to recognize what your thoughts are around this. Why have you not been able to accomplish this so far? You need to understand what your mindset is right now. Because if you walk into the next year with that story, you are fighting an uphill battle. And here's what I can tell you, especially if it is a goal that is uh, a resolution that you've had in the past, that story has been playing for a long time and it is automatic. So when you get to a point where motivation runs out and it will, let's be clear, uh, when you get to your first roadblock, your first hurdle, um, the struggle that you have to keep going, or you run into an issue that is making this resolution challenging to follow through on, your mind is immediately going to go to your story. So if you don't recognize right away what it is that you're believing and call it out for what it is, you're going to go there. You're going to go immediately to that place. And then what we know, what happens from there is that we have those stories and the thoughts, and then we have some feelings about it. And then our actions follow and we just justify and reinforce that old story. I knew it was going to be too hard. I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it. You know, you're going to go straight back to it. So this is about calling out the obstacle before you get started. So you know what to expect so that when it happens and when you go to that story and when your mind wanders off and you start wanting to quit, you can address it. You know how to handle it right away. So you've got to understand what is underlying here. What is it that I believe about this right now? What's going to stand in my way if I don't address it and take control of it and prepare for that to show up? If you know it's going to show up, you're going to know how to address it. All right, number five. How do I turn this resolution into a habit? Okay, again, this is about changing the mindset from here's my resolution to here's a change I want to make. If you actually want to create a change in your life that is real and sustainable, it has to become a habit. It has to become the thing that you do that is a part of who you are and a part of your lifestyle and just a part of your daily routine. Otherwise, it's just a vague lofty goal that you set at the end of the year when you felt rushed and overwhelmed and we're right back to where we started a year ago, right? So we've got to build this into a habit. And again, talking about specifics here, this is part of it. 
I talked about um, the automatic story that you have. Well, half of what we do is automatic. We run on autopilot. And this includes our habits and includes our bad habits. So if you want to create this change and maintain it, you have to break this down into steps. If you say, I want to get healthy, I want to lose weight. What does that mean? Well, I want to lose 10 pounds. Great. How? Well, I'm going to work out more. Cool. What type? What type of workouts are you going to do? When are you going to do the workouts? How many days are you going to work out? For how long? What time are you going to go to the gym? Are you going to go to the gym? Are you going to do it at home? I don't, you know, I'm not saying all this to overwhelm, but what I'm saying is if you don't break it down into a simple single habit, then you're going to struggle with follow through. You're going to step into January and go, okay, time to get healthy. Now what? Right? So this is how change is sustained. You might have that overarching goal that the main goal is to get healthy. And that's true. And it's great. But that is your big picture. That is that is the result of what's going to happen when you achieve the goal. So we're going to create a, a more granular goal or resolution. And the result of that is going to be that you're healthier. But it's not going to be the focus. You can't create that change by looking at it from the big picture view. You can't look at a resolution or a goal from 30,000 feet and expect that you are going to take the steps to make it happen. You got to get down on the ground. You have to build it from the foundation up. So that means taking that and really breaking it down into what is the habit that is going to get me to that big picture goal and start with one. Start with one habit and build that in. Now, speaking of big picture and 30,000 foot view, this is, this is just the surface level. This is the big picture view, but I want to invite you to learn how to create this framework for yourself. So on December 27th at 12 p.m. Eastern, I'm holding a free workshop. This is going to be a live, virtually live. You can join from anywhere, um, a, a live workshop where we are going to walk through this. So we're going to look at these questions and what we're going to do is take your general resolution, right? So the big picture idea that you have right now, what you want to change, we're going to take the idea of getting healthy, losing weight improving the relationship, growing the business, whatever it is, that that broad result that you are seeking, we're going to take that and we're going to walk it through these questions. We're going to walk it through this process of breaking it down so that you have a tangible, practical, very simple habit that is actually going to be what you focus on in the new year. And this habit is going to be building the foundation that you need to create that big picture result that you want. And we're going to talk about what 
the habits need to look like at 30 days, 90 days. So we're looking at, you know, how to take this and plan it on a monthly and a quarterly and a yearly basis so that you know what your year looks like when it comes to supporting this goal that you have, this resolution. This is going to allow you to step into the new year feeling prepared, feeling equipped, knowing exactly what it is that you are going to do, putting it on your calendar and having it in your schedule instead of waking up on January 1st and just hoping that you have enough motivation that day to inspire you to do something, something that you haven't even laid out or determined yet, uh, in, in just hoping that it works out, right? Because that is what we have done for the last several years. And it's why we are still holding on to the same resolution, right? That's what many of us experience year after year. So we're doing it different this year. We're switching things up. We are not just setting a resolution and forgetting it. We are building a plan. This is how you create change. This is how you reach goals. It's not by just putting the idea into the world and hoping each day something hits you and the motivation will be there because it won't be there. It will not always be there. It runs out for sure for every one of us. But if we begin building the habits and we know what the plan is and we implement things that are supporting the values and the identity and the person that we want to become and the version of us that is our best, then we are going to move in the direction of accomplishing that goal. So I want you to think about this. What do you want to feel this time next year? Who do you want to be this time next year? Listen, there is nothing magical about January 1st, but the reality is it is a time where so many of us are in that mindset. So take advantage of that. Take advantage of the the thought process and the focus that you have right now to want to change something. And instead of just making a last minute resolution, join me December 27th, and we will create a plan that's going to work for you. You can sign up at mandymilescoaching.com forward slash resolution remix. Again, it's free guys. So sign up, send it to a friend, join me December 27th. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to my mom's podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share this episode with a friend who needs it. Details about today's episode can be found in the show notes at mandymilescoaching.com forward slash podcast. I'll be back next week, but if you want more in the meantime, head over to Instagram. You can find me at mandymilescoaching. By the way, did you know I offer one-on-one coaching? If you want more details, check out the website or send me a DM.